0: find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network.
1: Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening
0: to Killers. Killers. And we're not yelling because there's a new member of the family in the room.
1: Her name is
0: Noir. And she is the sweetest little black kitten ever. By the way, we are a proud podcast of the PodMoth Network. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's a kitten next to us. Nothing is going properly right now. Her head
1: is in my hand. I I am...
0: I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. There, listen, it took us. How long has it taken us to try and get this episode started? Probably 20 minutes. Oh my god, because
1: we can't stop petting
0: her. She is just.
1: She's loving all of Look at her little paws. Yeah, and they're black too. You see her little toe beans. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, you'll find you'll get to see pictures of her because my mostest Monday is obviously going to be da about about baby noir, and which means black in French. <laughs> it's <laughs> so good because i'm classy oh, I, nice. <laughs> but welcome guys to part duh. part duh. part duh of uh
0: my Bridgewater triangle Bridgewater
1: triangle so it's exciting
0: i can't stop <laughs> she's right next to me right now and i just <laughs> she's so soft i can't stop petting her i'm very happy guys
1: Lane has been needing a friend. She's like upside down. She's like pushing my hand down, <laughs> like trying to get my hand to pet her more. But it's like if your hand, if your head was actually up where it was supposed to be, I could pet it better. <laughs>
0: she's literally hanging off the yeah, side of the just couch.
1: She's hanging off the side of it. She is so cute. Look
0: I'm over. sorry, guys. This is this is gonna be a rough episode, it's guys. Be it's oh, she's right in now.
1: she's in our pod room right now because um we are introducing lane to her the correct way yes and um and so she she needs to be in her here this is her little space right now and so we've invaded her a space for the time being
0: technically yes
1: and she will literally probably climb all over everything and she already knocked over something and broke it but i'm not even mad (laughs) not even mad about it
0: you can't be mad at her. No. Look I like, at her fucking face. Look
1: at her fucking face. Oh. I can't. Okay. We have to get started. We have to get started. We have to get started. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Macy, what are we
0: drinking today?
1: Guys, we're so excited about this oh, wine. Oh, we are really
0: excited about this wine.
1: Remember how we've talked about, you know, like bottles of wine that we've wanted to try, but they cost lots of money. Yeah. We got one because um it was, you know,
0: uh, $26 and it's not like, like $50. We've seen there's the main one. And it's then called the prisoner the, yeah. it's called the prisoner and we went to this liquor store that had a couple actually different ones yeah they from have a that whole, line yeah they
1: have a whole line it's called the prisoner um, the prisoner wine company mm-hmm. they have a whole line it's kind of like Michael David winery they're all kind of spooky um, there there's well the one we're, li- we're doing today is called blindfold yes it is a white wine that's that's all it says Um, and this is the little description that I got, um, smooth, fruity, and buttery. This full-bodied wine is mouthfuling in mouth filling, sorry, in texture and generous in flavor. Vanilla pear and butter aromas carry over to the flavors, adding nuances of almond and hazelnut along with lots of lush fruit. So yeah, we're going to try this. We're really excited because it's a part of this brand and yeah you got to stop getting pictures of the cat i know
0: <laughs> she just looks so cute right i now. mean
1: i mean i appreciate it cuz then you'll i will use your pictures for the post probably probably <laughs> <laughs> okay ready let's try this and one two she's making
0: she's biscuits. making fucking biscuits right now okay ready go Very fruit forward. I get the buttery that they're talking about, but it doesn't bother me. I was going to say it's not as buttery as most buttery shards are. Mm. It's I I can I taste more fruit than I taste the buttery. I like it a lot. I like that a lot. So, Nicole,
1: mouth feels how many? I'm
0: going to give it a four out of five.
1: I think I'll give it a four out of five as well.
0: What on God's green earth are our significant others watching right now? All I hear is the Macarena blasting from downstairs. I
1: it, it's like one of those like movies like I feel like um like Step Brothers is, but it's not Step Brothers, obviously. Cuz I would have been able to tell you if it was Step Brothers. We're, we're getting pictures of her. Sorry guys.
0: <laughs> Sorry guys if you just heard like my sh- my shoulder swiping the microphone uh,
1: okay all right bridgewater triangle part de but here we go you.
0: sorry okay i'm good <laughs>
1: we're sorry we already warned you
0: this is this is so hard not paying attention to this fucking cat right now <laughs> I'm just gonna pet her i'm just gonna keep petting her so like we talked about in the beginning the bridgewater triangle i will give you a brief overview so sorry the like i um i mean Obviously, you'll get more of an in-depth if you listen to part one, which I suggest. But I will kind of catch you back up on what we talked about. Yeah, last yeah. Um, so the original borders of the Bridgewater Triangle were from a uh, book that a cryptozoologist named Lauren Coleman um, published in 1983 called Mysterious America. Okay. Since then, the borders have been expanded and currently they encompass about 200 square miles. Um, and obviously, this is within Massachusetts. Um, there are numerous different places throughout here. A lot of it is like foresty swampland. Um, in the first episode, we talked about the Hockamock Swamp, which actually spans uh, um, approximately 17,000 acres throughout the Bridgewater Triangle.
1: Have we ever talked about how much an acre is before?
0: Oh, okay, see, I looked this up at one point because I was curious. Because it said...
1: Like, what's the difference between
0: an acre and, like... Square footage, I guess. Um, oh, my God. There's like, uh, I might have to task you with looking this up because there was, I looked it up and there's so many acres within a square mile.
1: Okay, I'll look it up.
0: And I can't remember the number. It's I, it's over a hundred, possibly, I, I want to say it's like 400. It was something that I was like, whoa. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that big of a difference. Um, but there's quite a few acres within a square mile. You're trying so hard to do this while not letting the cat go.
1: <laughs> I really didn't want her to go.
0: Um, she will come back, I promise.
1: What is the square footage of two acres? One acre is forty-three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet.
0: Just just, just search um, how many acres are in a square mile. Because I think that's what I did that I got my answer. Acres. Um. Mm. But aha! Uh-huh. do we have it? Six
1: hundred and forty acres in. West oh wow! Yeah, out. it was
0: even more than I thought. I was gonna say I remember googling that and being like, "Whoa, okay, okay." So yeah, seventeen. There's seventeen thousand acres. Um, that are the swamp itself. Okay. Um, but the the overall triangle is over two hundred square miles. Gotcha. Um, the swamp is an absolutely terrifying place that they basically tell you you should not go. Um, it's called the Hockamock Swamp and they say, you know, if you are not familiar with the area, do not explore on your own, do not explore after dark, you are bound to get lost and weird things will happen to you. <laughs>
1: Don't,
0: Um, there's a lot of places throughout, um, we talked about Phillip's Cave and the fact that it was... Um, part of a war within the 1600s between the, the Wampanoag tribe and the British colonists that were trying to settle the area. Um, I talked about all of the fun rocks.
1: <laughs> They're all the rocks, yeah. She played with my fingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't. I just was doing this and she was like, oh, hands. Oh, I got a nibble. Oh, don't bite me. <laughs> They're love by... Someone's spunky right now. She's, She's like, your hand looks like a toy. Um, <laughs> um, I talked about Anawan, um, Anawan Rock, Profile Rock, Solitude Stone, and Dighton Rock. Um, I'm not going to really go into this again because it'll take me forever. and That's okay. It's not needed. It's in go part listen one. to part one. Um, we discussed the Freetown uh, State Forest, um, which is approximately 10,000 square uh, square acres within... The Birchwater Triangle. Okay. Um, we told you some ghost stories, some murder stories, and all that fun jazz.
1: And all that jazz. Um, within
0: the Triangle is also the famous Lizzie Borden house. And I'm not even going to tell you anything about that because you should just know. <laughs>
1: if you like true crime and you don't know anything about Lizzie Borden, shame on you. <laughs> Honestly. Shame on I you. I feel like that,
0: uh, maybe it's because I'm from Massachusetts and the Lizzie Borden house was like an hour from where I lived. No, but I knew
1: about Lizzie Borden. I was going
0: to say I feel like Lizzie Borden was one of the first There's cases I knew about. There's an opera about Lizzie
1: Borden and it's the shit. Just like there is a opera of The Shining and Which that is the shit
0: is crazy to me.
1: That sounds awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Nicole can't help herself. I, I
0: can't stop taking pictures of the cat. She's fucking making biscuits laying next to me. I'm just dying, okay. <laughs> 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 um so that was basically what I tell told everybody about in part one. And I'm Italian, so she's she's like watching my hands. I know. Um I will move on to part two and tell you about the other half of the Bridgewater Triangle. Don't bite me. <laughs> I'm not a toy, I swear. Um, So
1: She's like, Auntie! (laughs) You're
0: so cute. She's like playing with my arm. Um, Yeah, pet her and then she'll stop. (laughs) Literally, I think I just found her off button. All you have to do is pet her. Yeah, exactly. Um, So the first thing I'm going to talk about that I did not do last time are the creatures that are within the triangle because there's more than one of them. And they're very weird.
1: They're, I love these triangles because there's all sorts of weird monsters and stuff in them. And oh, like spirits. and.
0: This first one is one of my personal favorites. Oh. So I'm going to start this one out with a story. And this is um, a tale. Not really a tale, but this is what is supposed to be a real story that happened to a man named Bill Russo. He speaks about this. He swears up and down. It is true. You can actually watch him tell this story himself in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary.
1: Oh, okay. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: So, um, Bill Russo, uh, worked late into the night and when he would get home, um, his ritual was always to take his dog, Samantha, for a walk. Um, and, He said that this was normally around midnight, that he would take his dog on the same walk just to kind of get her out and stretch her. Um, But this night, when he went out to take her for his walk, um, he decided he was going to kind of take a path that he normally doesn't. And this path took him behind his house through a grassy area, like under some high tension wires, and through some woods and the woods eventually after about a half mile came out onto um a street where there is a big old iron mill that is closed down now and um there's you know th- the classic water wheel and everything and um he said it's you know there's a few street lights but it's midnight and it's pretty dark and so he's out there with his dog and he said across the street when he made his way out to the road there was a single street light directly across from him. And he said that this is when he felt his dog just, like, start to kind of freak out. She started pulling on her leash, and she was shaking, and she was kind of trying to pull him back towards the house. He was like, this is not normal behavior. What is going on? Like, he was yeah. trying to calm her down. And when he looked back up again, he heard this high-pitched noise... And spotted this really odd creature standing under the light of this single street lamp. Oh, my God. He <laughs> That's said... terrifying. He described this thing as being approximately child-sized. He said it was furry, almost like a stuffed teddy bear. And it was chubby, and it had like a big pot belly. It had no clothes... And he kept, he said it it kept repeating this weird, like, not like a saying, but it it was just like a sound. And he said it sounded like Iwachu-kir. That's what it sounded like. Remember that. Iwachu-kir. Iwachu-kir. Okay,
1: okay, okay.
0: He said the creature, which was standing on two legs started to kind of walk towards him. Nope, 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 nope. He said he was he initially tried to talk to it because it sounded like it was trying to communicate and it wouldn't respond to anything he was saying. None of the Aww. questions he asked, nothing. It was not responding. It just kept repeating that same weird sound over and over again. <clears throat> um at this point, his dog, Samantha, who was just for reference, a Rottweiler pity mix.
1: Oh, and that dog is scared?
0: That dog was fucking terrified at this point oh. and was absolutely freaking out, was trying to get away. And so that he finally something. just like turned and fast walked back to his house. He was like, I'm the fuck out of here. I would have run. I <laughs> He's like, I'm, I am the fuck out of here. Um,
1: <laughs> I would have sent that Rottweiler. I would have been like, go home. And if I don't come home <laughs> in two minutes, bring my wife back for me.
0: <laughs> it wasn't until later on. That he actually learned what he believes this creature was. So at the time, he had absolutely no fucking idea what he had just witnessed.
1: He's just like, what the fuck is this? It, it
0: was basically like a child-sized furry fucking troll. It, it's Ugh. creepy. Ugh. So th- it turns out that this creature within the Bridgewater Triangle is referred to as a puckwudgy. And for everybody listening, going, what on God's green earth did she just say? <laughs> what the fuck is a puckwudgy? A, a puckwudgy <laughs> is Native American folklore. So they are us- usually short creatures that are very hairy. They tend to have like a grayish kind of grossy skin. They have very large pointy ears and very long pointy noses. They are said to be extremely fast, that they are very smelly, and they, like I said, they kind of have a resemblance to a troll. That's Um, like a
1: Bigfoot. They say that you can smell a Bigfoot before mm -hmm. you see it.
0: And they say that these creatures are extremely mischievous and love to cause chaos. Oh, God. Um, That sounds horrifying. So their legend actually originates from, again, the Wampanoag people. Um, and they and these are the part of the Wampanoag tribe that lived out near Cape Cod. Um, they were originally said to be creatures who wanted to help the natives. Okay. But um, they are not very smart. So it was said that um, even when they would try to help, they often messed things up, got in the way. And eventually, you know because they were getting upset because they were just screwing things up so bad the Wampanoag kind of pushed them off and so they kind of just turned to this like mischievous troublemaker because they knew that they weren't good for anything so Aww. they just, like, started wreaking havoc because they didn't know what else to do. Okay. Which is kind of sad. <laughs> I didn't realize that the Pukwudgie story was kind of sad. Um,
1: you're, you're not helpful. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> and it was just like, fine, I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So the legend says that these creatures like to try and lure you into the woods. And when they do manage to lure you into the woods... You tend to not come back. What happens to you when they lure you into the woods? I could not find anything. Nothing said, like, they eat you. Nothing said they murder you. Nothing said they torture you. Like, I could not find anything. They basically just try and lure you into the woods and you do not come back. You just disappear. You uh. just disappear. Um, but often they can mimic sounds. And in this case of Bill Russo... He says what he believes what it was trying to do was mimic a human saying we want you come here. Iwachu kair. That's kind of what it was saying. It was like iwachu here. Almost like we want you come here. Mm. So he thinks it was trying to mimic somebody and it was trying to like get him to come with him.
1: Oh god. Um at that point, I would just like, what does the Kushtaka do? They just cry like a baby. And you follow them thinking that
0: there's a baby. Literally. <laughs> <What>? And so. <laughs> That's what
1: you do instead of being like, I'm a little pot-bellied hairy thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, <laughs> and like, you watch you cut here.
0: And then because this legend has become so known, people who go missing in the area, that is like nope. the thing to blame. Pot when pot-wudgie. somebody disappears is it's blamed on Pakwajis. oh god yeah that's how well known this is and it's to the point where within freetown in lieu of hanging deer crossing signs they literally have puckwudgie crossing signs and i will post a picture of this because i'm not kidding
1: that's awesome
0: if you go to freetown guys Please try and find a Puckwudgie crossing sign.
1: <laughs> Take a picture with it and send I, it to us. Tag my, us.
0: My ass would be like, I'm stealing this. I funny. honestly wonder how often they have to replace it because I feel like that gets stolen a lot. Honestly,
1: girl, they probably have all sorts of souvenirs that look they like a Puckwudgie sign. They do.
0: That you could just buy. They probably do. <laughs> that
1: you don't have to steal and possibly commit a, fe- a felony for. So It's more fun
0: that way. <laughs> that um, is a felony, you know. I know it is. So another mythical creature that is often said to be spotted within the triangle, as and many of you have probably heard of this one as well, is the Thunderbird. Have you heard the legend of the Thunderbirds? Probably. I say, I know there is an entire episode that and That's Why We Drink did. Morbid did this too. On Thunderbirds. Did they do
1: that? They did Bridgewater Triangle.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say, because... Um, M from and that's why we drink they covered this Thunderbirds okay. Thunderbirds specifically like just across the country and I was fucking fascinated because it was a legend I had kind of heard of but I didn't know much about and there's actually a connection between Thunderbirds and um, what is that shoot what is that theory about like a large group of people believe something had happened and something exists but it's not true
1: Oh, like the movie that they all have sworn they've seen. Yes. I can't remember what
0: that's called, but oh, yes. My I it oh my gosh. Oh, it's going to bother me. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's whatever that theory is. And there is an entire story about men who captured a Thunderbird. And there was like photos taken of it. And it was in the newspaper. And there's like a whole fucking towns worth of people that remember this. And there's not a single fucking record. Not one. That's weird. The Thunderbird is crazy. Okay. Um, so Thunderbirds, for those who do not know, they're very large, obviously bird-like creatures. People often compare them to either condors or pterodactyls. Yes. <gasps> <laughs> I do have the word pterodactyl here. Um, they are very, very big. They often have um over twelve to fifteen foot wingspans, and legends claim that their talons are so big they can carry whales. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Its name is from uh, uh from the dear lord. Okay, their name. <laughs> comes from the part of the legend that states that the Thunderbird creates thunder-like sounds when it flaps its wings and that it can even emit bright lights from its eyes that almost appear like lightning.
1: Okay. Yes. Interesting.
0: Um, Natives believe that the Thunderbird was a symbol of strength and it was a very big protector. Um, They believe it kind of kept away evil and it was often seen on totem poles and okay. it was it was a highly used symbol of protection for them okay um what a song lost my place there it is okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like doo, 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 doo. we're doing a little dance here <laughs> so uh, this um this i got specifically from legendsofamerica.com the algonquin nation actually believed that the thunderbird was an ancient ancestor Hmm. And was actually partially responsible for creating the universe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're not necessarily bad. They're just large and kind of freaky.
1: They're, you're just like,
0: what you're the like, fuck is that? Could you that? imagine seeing a freaking plane-sized bird? No. I'd literally be like, I what the sh- fuck is that? It bricks. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my. Everyone duck. I'm going to die. Especially if it flaps its wings and it sounds like thunder. I'd I'd be be like, everyone inside. I'm on the ground. I'm flat. I'd be flat on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone inside. Run. (laughs) Um, In the town of Norton, there was a police sergeant by the name of Thomas Downey. And he actually filed an official police report claiming that he saw one of these creatures. He was Um, heading back to the station from one of his shifts one night and it was in the summertime. And he explained that he was passing an area, which was ironically called bird Hill. Mm -hmm. And when he was passing over bird Hill, he spotted what he thought was like a weird shadow in the distance. He was like, that doesn't look like part of the tree line. Like what is that thing? Mm -hmm. By the time he like registered this within his head, the creature took off straight into the sky, and he noted that it stood over six feet tall, and its wingspan, he said, was about eight to 12 feet wide. He said he watched the creature shoot straight up in the air and then Holy just shit. take off.
1: Holy shit. And, he, okay. and,
0: and I'm serious. He filed an official police report about this. Okay. He was dead serious. Um, <laughs> I'm for roles. Uh, Sometimes people often go back and forth and argue that these sightings are not a Thunderbird, but often Mothman. Um, I didn't dive into Mothman too much because I actually didn't. I found more about there being Thunderbirds in this area than I did anything about Mothman. I found a few articles that were like, people often say maybe it's Mothman instead. And that would be it. So (laughs) there's, there's a few reports out there that are like, maybe this is Mothman, not Thunderbirds. But there's no stories. Okay. So I'm not going to dive into Mothman I'm, I'm right now. I'm
1: intrigued to cover Mothman someday.
0: I want to go to the museum.
1: I want to go to like, there's that big There's statue. like a fucking festival. Yeah,
0: I want to go. I was like, there was an entire festival de- dedicated to freaking Mothman.
1: If I could like get my future child a little Mothman plushie, that would be my dream.
0: Challenge accepted. i'll make it if
1: i have to but like Um, i think that that would be so fucking cute
0: oh no your your child is going to be born and i'm going to walk into the room with a mothman plushie just (laughs) listen this is my mission in life now (laughs) there is nothing else (laughs) i will be auntie mothman Um,
1: (laughs) auntie mothman you can be anti-M.
0: Anti-M. <laughs> <Auntie> <laughs> it's appropriate. Everybody's going to be like, oh, anti Morellian. I'll be like, no, bitch. It's anti-Mothman. Uh, Fucking get it right. <laughs> um, anywho.
1: <Do-do-do>. Um,
0: <laughs> so, obviously, like, every triangle probably except for the Bermuda because it's over the water, there are sightings of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there were sightings of Bigfoot in the, in the fucking Bermuda Triangle, I'd be concerned. He's uh, swimming. He's just, he's, out, got... he's just out there on a fucking yacht. Floaties. <laughs> he's got sunglasses on, just waves. And he, he has like a, like, a, like a little drink. With a, with an umbrella in it,
1: Sir, with his little straw hat. It's his. It's, his, it's his one bath a year. It's when people see he's on a cruise. Oh my god! Have you ever seen those commercials for the beef jerky where it's like the
0: Bigfoot is the
1: like is the mascot? Dude, the, that's
0: that's the brand that we sell. That's Jacklings.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I love those commercials. And, like, the Geico commercials with the the Bigfoot. I guess they're they're Neanderthals, aren't they? Oh, yeah. But, like. (laughs) Sorry. This is, like. Let's see how many percentages this
0: is. I want a shirt. 14.5. That has a picture of a Bigfoot in, like, swim trunks holding a drink with an umbrella, sunglasses, (gasps) and, like, a straw hat just on a fucking yacht. That's all I want. I I want nothing. I'm going to say Buzzkillers podcast. That's all it's going to be. Buzzkillers merge. (laughs) (laughs) Ideas. The
1: yacht will be called the Buzzkiller.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) This is it this is it <laughs> <laughs> people, <laughs> sipping,
1: sipping a sipping a piña colada
0: people are listening to us right now going dear fucking god
1: and, and but then there are some people who are like yeah i would
0: buy this <laughs> oh let us know if you'd buy that because that sounds fun
1: <laughs> i want to design some shit
0: oh my god i would love i need to make that i gotta make that a thing all right <laughs> That's going to be my new, like, boredom day we gotta creation. make, We got
1: to make, um, what's his face? We got to make Captain Bummer, too. Oh. Captain Albert Bummer. Major Bummer.
0: Major Bummer. Oh, major, major. What am I doing? Major Captain Albert Bummer.
1: Major <laughs> <laughs> Captain Albert Bummer. I love that. Okay. That'll be. That'll I say be I actually kind of like that. Why did I fucking do that? <laughs> that, that is embarrassing <laughs> for myself. That it's is a fun. faux pas. That was not huzzah. <laughs>
0: By the way, my sister said huzzah to me earlier, and I was like, hey, Macy. <laughs> literally, I can't hear it without thinking of you. I, I, lo-
1: I, I literally say, I'm so weird. I'm like, huzzah. Huzzah. Somebody will be like, oh, I did something fun. I'll be like, huzzah.
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> it's not even like, huzzah. It's just like classic. Oh, my God. It's like, huzzah. No it's, no, it's just like,
1: it's like, it's like wow, really? Instead of saying, wow, really, you go, huzzah. It's the way you Thank say you. it. I love it. So there's like huzzah where you like break a fucking huzzah. cup. And then there's it, that's like oh my god.
0: Huzzah. I was going I was going to say it like it sounds like you're being like fucking like pretentious. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, I'm serious. I'm like huzzah. huzzah. <laughs> so exciting. Oh, my God. There's people going, oh, dear God, let's just start talking about the triangle again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, obviously, as many of you know, Bigfoot is described as a towering ape-like creature that often has a horrible stench. Um, Yuck. They are covered in hair from head to toe, and they walk on two feet. Um, Bigfoot has been spotted multiple times. <laughs> she laid against me I'm, I'm dying my Bigfoot has been spotted not even just multiple times but f- fucking hundreds of times throughout the bridgewater triangle um and there's reports from just random visitors hiking through the woods up until up into police officers Oh my
1: god, you didn't just see that. I feel like I'm the only one that witnessed it. No, I did not see that. I she was laying with her paws like underneath her. I'm sorry guys. She was laying with her paws underneath her and I reached towards her and she held out her paw to like <gasps> reach for me. Ew, she went, Mama. Uh, mama.
0: <laughs> oh. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. God, she's so fucking she precious. She is the most precious. This is like look at her right now. She's upside down. Just like Love and Macy scritching her cheek. Oh, my God. This is the cutest fucking thing. Okay. Oh, Bigfoot. Okay. So, as I was saying, there are sightings reported from just, you know, random hikers in the woods up into police officers. That's crazy. Who have seen odd creatures within the woods. So, one of the claims um, from the two police officers comes from the 1970s. They were sitting in their patrol car. And they were kind of just shooting the shit. It was late at night. You know, they weren't really doing much. Um, It was kind of quiet when all of a sudden they said they felt the rear end of their car slowly begin to lift off the ground. What? Yep. That's scary. They said they freaked out and immediately took the spotlight on the vehicle and turned it around to shine it backwards and were in Incredibly shocked to see a bear-like man holding the rear end of their car off the ground. When the light hit it, it immediately dropped the car, panicked, and fled off quickly into the trees. And both of these men reported the same thing. They both saw this tall, hairy creature licking their fucking patrol car. Yikes. Um another report from the seventies was actually from a group of young kids. There was a lot of them. And, um, they often ran off into the woods to play during the day. Um, they lived across the street and they would all kind of gather together and they would run off in the woods and play all kinds of games throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the group members, his name is Carlson Woods, and you can listen to him talk in the Bridgewater triangle documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, he said that they all went out one day and were traipsing through the woods. And about a mile and a half into the woods, um, the kids were kind of all scattered and running around. And he said a few of the kids began to scream. He said that they came flying through the woods screaming about seeing a large hairy creature, like, weaving in and out of the trees. They... All started to kind of like look around see what they could see and they all spotted this creature just like traipsing through the woods they panicked they screamed and they just ran they were like we're the fuck out of here because they were kids and they just ran um he said the following monday when all of the kids met on the school bus they all once again were like did you 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 saw the thing right like you, you saw the creature like you that wasn't just me like you saw it and every single one of them said yeah we saw that too oh god um <laughs> another witness um was a resident or uh, resident, <laughs> a resident you, was a resident of bridgewater and his name was joseph DeAndre and in 1978 he was actually exploring the woods with um with a friend named wayne They were kind of just hiking around, seeing what they could find. And Joseph said he got this odd feeling that kind of overcame his body. And it was something he had never experienced before. And he heard a voice in his head just, like, urging him to turn around. And he said this was, like, not something that normally happened. Like, obviously, he doesn't go around hearing voices. He was like, I just got this inner monologue that was like, you need to turn around. When he turned around... He said across the um, the shallow waters they were standing next to, it's like, I don't want to say it was a lake, but it like was a little bit bigger than a pond. I feel like there should be a name for something in between that size. But anyway, between a pon- pond, between and, a a pond and a lake. <laughs> um, but huh. he said across the waterway, there was this large, hairy creature standing in the shallows of the water. And he said he just froze. And the next thing he remembers was trying to call out to his friend who had kind of wandered off and he couldn't get his attention. So he finally like turned and went to find him, got his friend and came back moments later and the beast was gone.
1: Of course it was. Of course. <laughs> that thing was like, yeet.
0: It was <laughs> like, oh God, I'm out. <laughs> you are um, not supposed to know I'm here. <laughs> In nineteen in the nineteen eighties, there was a man named John Baker who was actually interviewed for local newspapers regarding his sighting. He said that he was in um just a small boat. He was kind of paddling upstream and he saw Sorry, I just like started reading and was like, What did I say? <laughs> um <laughs> But he so he was paddling and there was this odd creature on the side of the river bank and he noticed that it was like trying to keep up with him. So he like started to paddle faster to kind of get away from it because it was freaking him out. He said it stunk horribly. It was worse than the get like the smell of skunk spray. And he just said no matter how fast he paddled it tried to keep up with him. Eventually he just like. Went to one of the sides of the river, got out, and when he turned back, it was gone. Um, yo, many, many organizations have come together to try and do like organized searches of the woods, but because it's so hard to make your way through and there's so much of it, all of the searches have that have ever been conducted have been very unsuccessful. There's like they haven't even found footprints they haven't found hair samples they've found that's
1: crazy nothing. because there's been some times with like the alaska triangle at least and not i mean i covered the one from um from port chatham but and there was a lot of like talk between people but there were other accounts of other bigfoot in other parts of that triangle mm-hmm. that they had found prints and stuff like that. yeah so like and it's no- hard when you're like okay well you've seen something but like you got to prove it. How do you prove it? There And uh, and there are some places that have that proof. That have, mm-hmm. like, the weird footprints and shit. So and it's they, like...
0: And they tried. They tried real hard. A lot of people have come together to search this area. And it's just not coming up with it. Never has anyone been successful. Um. There's a few other odd creatures that I will just tell you about briefly. Um, there's not too, too much about them. They do talk about them in the documentary. Um, I found some claims about it, the same thing online, but there's not a lot of firsthand accounts. Okay. Um, a few of the other things that they reportedly see, there are <laughs> big cats, red-eyed dogs, and giant snakes. Um, Yowza! Giant snakes were reportedly seen by workers who had entered the woods to start taking down trees. They claimed that they were as large as stovepipes, and instead of doing their job that day, they ended up running screaming from the woods. That it just, like, came slithering out of nowhere, and they were like, fuck this! And just took off. The anaconda! <laughs> the- my anaconda don't. <laughs> 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 um... The Anaconda <laughs> <laughs> Town the Brainwater Triangle. <laughs> um so another weird mystery is known as the Mansfield Mystery Cat. <laughs> now <laughs> what? Mansfield lies just outside the triangle. Okay. For a fun fact, Mansfield was a town I played in high school growing up. Like that's how close to where I, uh, like they were within my sports league that's that's how close they were to where i grew up um i, I say it like i still live there i grew up in franklin Massachusetts. It, i i don't live there anymore <laughs> I don't, um I, it doesn't matter this does not matter you can't find me there um <laughs> so oh, um are we waking
1: you up with our laughter
0: the mansfield mystery cat was a oh my god she's got her paws in yours and your she's i just said she's got her paws in yours you have All paws right. now. No, I have paws.
1: Um, well, I'm her mama.
0: So the Mansfield mystery cat, excuse me, was a large beige colored cat that had been reported, reportedly been seen many, many times throughout okay. the town of Mansfield. Um, sometimes there was a few reports that also came from the town of Easton, which was directly next door. Okay. Um, A lot of people believed it was an escaped zoo animal, but, um, or maybe an exotic pet that got away. Okay. But unfortunately, people could not track this thing down. No matter how many times there were sightings and animal control was called, they never found it, nor did they catch it. Huh. They said that in May of 1993, there were some explorers who found um, remains of a large cat in the woods. But when they were turned in, they found out it was the remains of an African serval, which if you don't know, that's, it's a very, that's a small cat it's it can only become about 30 pounds.
1: Yeah, it's not much, like it's not like um it's it's like between a it's between like a bobcat and like a house cat.
0: Exactly. They they only become about 30 pounds. They're regularly very slim um and it's physique did not match the reported sightings at all. This was still very odd for the area. This is a, right, this right. is an African creature. This should not be, be. in a Massachusetts forest. Right, right. Um, but this was not... They don't believe that this was the Mansfield Mystery Cat, but it was still a very odd discovery. Right, right. Um, the other thing I told you about, there were red-eyed dogs. Um, <laughs> these are beasts that are said to walk the triangle... Um, In 1976, a man named Philip Kane, who was living in Abington at the time, said he witnessed these large black dogs tear open the throats to two of the ponies he had on his farm. He said that these creatures were about the same size as his ponies, if not a little bit bigger.
1: Oh, my gosh. So
0: like a small baby horse, like tiny horse. Picture a miniature (laughs) horse.
1: (laughs) Picture a miniature
0: pony. <laughs> That's a pony. <laughs> um oh my God. He said that they were massive, extremely hairy, and that they had bright red eyes. He said he attempted to shoot them But he missed and they ran off too quick for him to try and fire another shot.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh,
0: People in the area actually banded together to try and track and kill these animals because they started wreaking havoc on like farms and stuff.
1: Oh, shit. Um,
0: But unfortunately, they were unsuccessful and nothing ever came of the hunts or searches. And eventually they kind of just faded out. Oh Whether gosh. they were okay. killed or died or whatever happened, these creatures eventually disappeared. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of weird things roaming around within the woods of the Breeze Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have wine. Um, I'm so <laughs> glad we ate before this. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm
1: glad that this is. We happened. have
0: a habit of after work, we come straight home and record and then eat. And so we haven't eaten since like noon. It's terrible.
1: It's not <laughs> a good idea. It's- and this little one is just so enamored by you.
0: She's keeping me so warm right now, and it's so fucking. I'm like, devastated.
1: Weird. I'm like, please come over here. I love we you
0: can so switch much. seats if you'd like. No, no
1: she's so comfy i can't disturb her but i keep like going like this and like and she'll like reach out for my hand
0: so just remember when i leave you can take the spot because she's yours (laughs) 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 as much as i would love to stick her in the front pocket of this fucking sweatshirt and just run away with her no
1: no i paid a lot of money for her she's (laughs) mine
0: (laughs) i couldn't take her from you because she you did. oh you would also very much know it was fucking me. You, you would like turn around and be like, Nicole, give me my fucking cat. I, I would just be
1: like, Hey, can you bring her back tomorrow, please?
0: <laughs> like it's not like, even tomorrow. You'd be like, get your ass back here and give me my cat right now.
1: <laughs> I, but I'd be like, but I'm not mad. I understand. But please, can you bring her back, please?
0: Can I can I just just bring her back? <laughs> <laughs> Located on the edges of your radio static You've stumbled upon The Lost Signal Your podcast destination tales of horror and the macabre, brought to life with voice acting and sound effects. New episodes are released every two weeks on Monday on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Join us, won't you? from our creepy creatures we creepy creatures within the Birdwater triangle obviously have to have ufos because <laughs> what's a triangle without a ufo without a ufo
1: <laughs> i mean that's about
0: right so um <laughs> makes sense so the first documented uh ufo sighting within the triangle was actually in 1760 a lot happened in seventeen sixty in the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, yeah. Um, the UFO was reportedly directly above where the Bridgewater Triangle resides in Roxbury. Um, it happened early in the morning and it began with reports of odd noises coming from outside. Um, dozens of witnesses made their way out of their homes that morning just to look up at the sky and be like, What on God's green earth is that sound? Okay. Um <clears throat> they said that there was a large ship in the sky. That gave off enough light that it was creating shadows for the objects on the ground. Um, they um, There was actually a newspaper published article about this. I could not find this article. Okay. But supposedly it was published. published in a newspaper. And many, many people witnessed this. And this would not be the only one. Okay. Um Another report um, from a local newspaper came from ni- the year 1908. Um, uh, two undertakers were riding in a carriage on Halloween. Fucking. What? There's a sentence for you. Um, <laughs> so these two undertakers were riding in a carriage on Halloween night. And they reported seeing a large lantern sized object hovering high up in the sky. Hmm. Um, in 1968. Five witnesses came forward reporting to have seen a large glowing orb. <laughs> Fucking autocorrect. I, lo- I'm- I had to have written glowing, but this is flowing. Um, <laughs> a large glowing orb floating amongst the trees within the woods of Rehoboth. Okay. They said that while they were out there hiking, all of a sudden they just started to see this glow up ahead of them, and as they got closer, there was just this massive glowing orb amongst the trees.
1: Yikes! Okay. Um.
0: And these are all kind of quick reports, guys. There's um a few little stories here and there, but there's nothing too super in depth. Um, that's
1: what I. F- I mean, that's what I found too. And I was like, I could go yeah, on. Yeah.
0: I say I'm covering kind of the ones that I saw the most um there nope i'm thinking of something else there's that episode of unsolved is it unsolved mysteries
1: yeah the new that, one that
0: talks about but that happens out in the berkshires that's the other side of massachusetts okay. but they do talk about ufos over massachusetts right right, so right. that is i, uh, I it's was, a common thing i
1: was wondering if that was because i was like i feel like that was over connecticut
0: no wonder she was wearing her water earlier <laughs> she's chipping it towards herself <laughs> <laughs> I look over and she's got like two paws on the bowl of water and she's tipping it towards herself, drinking out of it. Oh, she just trapped it and it spilled and scared her. Oh my god, she's so cute. She's looking at it like, what is that? <laughs> um. Okay. Oh god. Who? That was adorable. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on uh, July uh, July 2nd of 1972 Um, many reports came out of an odd translucent triangular object hovering in the night sky. Ooh. Um, people were so perplexed that they actually began reaching out to the local Air Force Base to see if they had anything flying in the sky that night. Oh, man. The Air Force Base said it got tons of calls about this weird floating object.
1: And they were like, nah. And they were like,
0: what? (laughs) Um... There are 26 confirmed sightings of this UFO. Um, and according to most of them, th- this object actually just remained hovering and visible in the sky for nearly 30 minutes. What? Yeah,
1: that's scary.
0: Isn't that fucking terrifying?
1: I'm like, nah, 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 nah.
0: If I saw one of those in the sky, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to take a picture really quick and I'm going the fucking side.
1: I'd be like, oh, nah, nah, I'm getting <laughs> out. Oh, nah, nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't need to be abducted today <laughs> do da um
1: i don't need to see a million do <laughs>
0: um
1: <laughs> oh good
0: kitty she used the litter box <laughs> anyway <laughs> listen i got to potty train my child over here she's not my child she's my godchild <laughs> <laughs> excuse me she's my godchild <laughs> she's so cute all right um there were also local papers that picked up um, some more reports in 1976 um, that where people claimed to have seen not one, but two UFOs land along the side of Route 44 in Taunton. Oh, um, okay. There were, there was not a ton of details about that. And I was just like, I feel like there should be more about this. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, UFOs on the side of the road. And I'm like, ha! ha, ha what? Why? Tell me more. And the internet was like, ha, no, no
1: nah son um
0: <laughs> so i am there Samar. <laughs> yes in 1979 um this was an incredibly active time and one of the most known sightings within the bridgewater triangle i feel like i'm gonna sneeze so i apologize for whatever comes next um Bless you. I have it. I have that tickle like up my nose. I can feel it up here. I'm waiting for it. Um, <laughs> so this actually, this report came from two reporters.
1: Huh. Okay. These
0: two reporters were traveling together to a local racetrack at the time. Um, their names were Jerry Lopez and Steve. <gasps> you fucking said this in the documentary, and I'm gonna forget how to say it. I'm gonna say, um, Sprachia. It's S-B-R-A-C-C-I-A. Sprachia. Sprachia. Okay. Um, and they said that while they were driving, they started seeing these weird lights in the sky along Route 24. And they said that they were, a pro- they were where Route 24 kind of meets Route 106 in West Bridgewater. Okay. Um, they said that when these uh, strange lights started to appear, they pulled over quickly and um, almost immediately found themselves encountering a low-flying object. Um Jerry described it um in the documentary. He said it almost looked like a baseball home plate. Oh, that was the shape of it. So almost um, what is a home plate? What is a five-sided object called? I can't remember what that's called. It's got a name. Mexico. No, that's six. Is it a rhombus? <laughs> I can't remember. Math. <laughs> I, I, I failed math. So. Um, uh, I math. I don't know. I had five sides and it looked like a baseball home plate. <laughs> mm, there wasn't. There was another word there. And my brain was like, nah, bro. Just call it a home plate. Um, so. And they said that it was kind of slowly moving forward with the point being the very front of the object. OK. Um. He said that there were odd lights all over this in all different colors. Um, he said it was wider than five 747s, which are fighter jets. Oh. Um, and he said, like, if you lined up five 747s side by side, it was wider than that. Oh, wow. Um, they said that they were so close, they felt that if they had just thrown a rock straight up in the air, it would have hit it. Oh. Um, he said that it passed overhead very sw- slowly and it was an incredibly long like flying object <laughs> it was like long in length um, oh, oh okay
1: okay okay i was like what that, like, you're just moving your hands i was like what this did mean? not
0: come out right <laughs> that? um, like i
1: just feel like your arms are moving
0: jerry actually said that before this night he was a major skeptic. Huh. He did not believe in UFOs and aliens. This was not his cup of tea. Like this was not something that he ever even humored. Okay. After this night, he was a major believer. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> another witness who actually saw this same flying object was named Ron Baker. And he said the same thing. He said that it was he uh, was barely 300 feet off the ground. It was very low. Okay. It moved very slowly and he described it as being the size of two football fields. Okay. Um
1: Don't break that thing any more than you already did, Noir.
0: <laughs> She's in her s- her She's in a silly s- she, play mood. Yeah,
1: she was in a sleepy mood for like a what? Like Ha- the first, the first like half
0: an hour of this, forty-five minutes ish, <laughs> and now she's like <laughs> she's back to around. around. Um. So in 1994, a Bridgewater police officer actually filed a report stating that he had spotted a UFO flying over the town of Rainham, uh, Rainham. Sorry, hmm, I'm from Massachusetts. I should know better. Um, <laughs> and he said that this weird flying object had odd red and white lights blinking all over it. Um in 2004 a foreign, a former Raynham resident named Derek Holt actually captured footage of odd lights in the sky and they do show this video in the documentary. Oh. And you can see these weird lights like fading in and out hovering perfectly still above the ground and then they just vanish. Weird. He said the lights would hover They would change colors. They would be, like, red, green, blue, and you can kind of watch them, like, pulse weirdly, and then it just, like, zips away. Huh. Um, Okay. They, uh, and obviously, there's tons of reports like this. Those were, Ooh, what's that? Attack. Oh, good. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I heard
1: it. I know the sound. I know what they sound like. I All of a sudden I heard it and I was like, what?
0: Must have been under the chair. Um, you come here. You come here. But outside of um, UFOs, there this is also an area where people have reportedly seen the infamous black helicopter. The unmarked black helicopters that fly that are like supposedly not government, but they're probably government. Uh, um,
1: I was like, what are you talking about?
0: Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't take these reports seriously from this area because they are near an airport. So a lot of people try to explain away a lot of this by saying, hey, oh, well, they're just, just, fl- they're just yeah, You're they're by just an airport. Binary. But last I checked, an airplane doesn't look like a two football field long baseball plate. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> But I digress. (laughs) Um, So another spooky place within the Bridgewater Triangle is the Taunton State Hospital, which when we go to Massachusetts, I'm going to take you there. Yay! I'm also going to take you to the Medfield State Hospital. Yay! Because these are fun and you can go.
1: You can tell I was watching Discovery Plus. I can.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I wanted a sip of wine. I already finished. I'm jealous. I'm (laughs) I'm close. So the Taunton State Hospital opened in
1: 1854.
0: Okay. And obviously, as most probably have guessed, it was originally used to house the mentally ill. And um, was very well known for its highly questionable practices. Uh, I'm sure. some of which uh, consisted of holding patients underwater, forcing them out into the cold for long periods of time, yeah. electroshock therapy, and, of course, the prefrontal prefrontal lobotomy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, just the usual. Um, one of the most notable people within the Taunton State Hospital was Jane Toppin. Okay. AKA Jolly Jane. Oh ooh. Jolly Jane Toppin was a nurse. But she was not a good nurse. She was not the kind of nurse that wanted to help people. Oh (laughs) she did very little to help any of her patients, actually. Oh yay. Um, Lovely. It was later discovered that Toppin got sexual pleasure from killing her victims and she later admitted in court that she committed all of her crimes just for the thrill of it oh again she was born she is like psychopathic climbing up the back of your chair right now I and it's know. hilarious i know especially cuz she can't figure out how to get over the cover so she's like stuck i hope you don't like that chair very much now we got it for free there we go or like 20 bucks or something um so um jolly jane Toppin was born in 1857 in boston to a poor immigrant family um her mother died when she was very young she died of tuberculosis mm-hmm. and her father um was known as the local madman and excuse me i'm sorry he was said to have heavily abused all of his daughters and um Eventually, uh, he eventually went insane and sewed his own eyes shut. At least that's what the thing says. Oh, I was like, oh. okay. How do um, we even do that? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um. Oh God. Okay. So obviously. She keeps just like eating herself straight up the back of the fucking chair, and she looks like a tiny psychopath, and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so she obviously had a very rough upbringing, and was eventually put into an orphanage, and um, at a very young age, eventually ended up becoming a sex worker and an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Can you guys hear this? <laughs> so she's destroying that chair right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hope Tyler doesn't care about this chair. <laughs> you might want to check with him when we're done recording. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we don't have anywhere else to put it. Come here, little one. Come here. Oh, my gosh. She's too cute. You didn't so, you didn't love me. she kind of just stuck with her sex work and made her way to the ripe age of 33, um, before she decided she was going to uh, actually try and, you know, go and get a career. And she started to study to be a nurse. Okay. And this was kind of when she earned the nickname Jolly Jane. Um... At first, people absolutely loved her. They spoke very highly of her. She actually spent many, many years to work, uh, many, many years working at the um, world renowned Mass General Hospital. Okay. Um, which is still in existence today. Um, yes. As you know, it is a very, very famous hospital. That they do a lot of good work over there. Um, so, and. She worked there for many years before, actually, she ended up being fired. Oh. Because she, they caught her giving away, like, way too many opiates. Like, to people that, like, didn't have prescriptions. She was just, like, giving out drugs. And they uh, were like, you can't
1: You do that. can't do that. That's illegal.
0: There is, like, a tiny gremlin on your chair. I know. It's adorable. Um... <laughs> So, within 14 years of becoming a nurse, Jane would finally be caught and arrested after police began following her when the owners of the home she was living in, um, she was renting it, they actually turned up dead. Oh. And the police uncovered that she had not paid her rent in quite some time. Oh, oh. So, that's how she got herself caught. Um... And this was in 1901 when they arrested her. And upon arrest, she immediately confessed. She confessed to murdering 31 patients. What? 31. Shit. And this is, they say, at least. They think she might have killed more. Oh, my God. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wish you guys could see this.
1: She jumped off the chair and now I can
0: put you back up there. Come here. Oh, my God. Where are you? So um, just a few of the people she confessed to murdering were. Oh, I'm sorry. On top of the 31 patients. I apologize. There was other people she confessed to murdering. Oh, um, shit. Okay. I'm I'm not good at reading today. <laughs> um, she, so she confessed to murdering the 31 patients, her foster sister, her landlords, her four and four elderly members of the family she had been hired to care for because she was supposedly a nurse. Oh, my God. So they hired her to look after these four elderly people and she killed them. Oh, my God. Um, And this she started at the very young age of 16. Yikes. From okay. 16 on. Um, she was said to have performed horrible experiments on them before she would kill them. She claimed the spree began after her boyfriend broke up with her. And Oh Lord. I'm fucking autocorrect again. Uh <laughs> I tried to write the jury and it uh, fucking autocorrected to hurry for some reason. And I was like, what does this say? <laughs> um, <laughs> so after she was put on trial, the, uh, the jury deliberated for 27 minutes befi- before finding her not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. Um, she would uh, end up spending the rest of her days locked up in Taunton State Hospital. And that would be where she died.
1: Oh my god. Okay. So,
0: she was one of the most infamous patients that Over there. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Um, during the days of operation at Taunton State Hospital, there were many claims that staff and even patients were involved with local cults. They around the 60s and 70s um would often find satanic markings and like scripture throughout the building and on the grounds, carved into walls, written on paper, just basically all over the place. <laughs> She's doing it again. <laughs> Look at her face. I can't. Um, so there were also several suicides made um, in the name of Satan. Um, and so... It was basically widely known that a lot of that hospital was just, like, part of a giant cult. That's so crazy. Like, staff okay. and patient. Both. It's Yikes! Just absolutely freaking nuts to me. Excuse me. Um, This hospital is highly known as a place for urban explorers to visit. You can go to the grounds. Um, As for going inside the buildings... Did you hear her?
1: Did she just mew? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you meowing? Come here.
0: I heard her cry when we were downstairs. I know I did too. She's got a cute meow. Um She's having a so blast. Those who go there claim they see apparitions of former patients. Um one specifically is um on the 3rd floor of one of the buildings there is an elderly man um there is people seen walking the grounds in scrubs. Okay. There's. <gasps> She's doing it again. Um, <laughs> there are hundreds of reports of, you know, apparitions and shadow people. There's, you know, obviously the usual there's claims of screaming and moaning and it's like residual from all of the terrible experiments right, right. that happened at this place. um, People say that um one thing that they experience like themselves is that you often get violently tugged on from your arms to your hair to like your shoulders. Like Ouch. it's just Ooh. like they Uh-uh-uh-uh. will violently grab you and pull you. I'd literally be like, Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> um Don't touch me. So continuing down <laughs>
1: This is crazy. what is she
0: doing wait until you're hearing this at three in the morning (laughs) oh god she's gonna be here
1: for like two days (laughs) (laughs)
0: um so i'm gonna continue down the road of ghost stories within the triangle i'm going to step away from the taunton state hospital though okay and i'm going to tell you about a place where i had a personal experience and it's called copacut road oh um There's a few different, um, weird things that happen around Copacut Road. It's highly known for its Puckwudgies. Um, but one specific legend is that of the ghost truck, because there's always got to be a ghost truck (laughs) or a woman in white. Listen, or a ghost hitchhiker. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) There was a woman in white in part one. And the next fucking story I'm going to tell you about is literally about a hitchhiker. Um, (laughs) kidding not (laughs) even kidding so um Copacut Road is a seven mile road and now let me tell you from the start of this road this is a dirt road okay it branches off of a main road that is paved Uh uh-huh but this road is entirely dirt it can get very narrow at certain aspects and I'm speaking solely from experience when I drove down it thankfully I had a jeep because It is just like holes. It's like dirt holes that are not small. They are like fucking holes. I do not recommend driving down this road unless you have some type of off-roading vehicle. Okay. Literally, I was driving and I I was just going, thank fuck I have a Jeep. Thank fuck I have a Jeep because it was bad. Um... So when you are traveling down this dirt road, it is said that a ghost truck will suddenly appear behind you. Its lights will be so bright that they blind you and they will flash their high beams at you repeatedly. Huh. It's said that they will blare their horn and if you can see them, the figure behind the wheel will be waving frantically for you to get out of the way. Um, unfortunately, this road, like I said, gets very narrow at certain points. So it becomes nearly impossible for you to pull over to try and let somebody pass.
1: Oh, my God. So this
0: truck tries to run you off the road. Um, uh. They say that if you do manage to pull over, the truck will zip past you and then kind of just, like, disappear. Okay. The light will, like, zip out and then just fade, fade away, away. And it's gone. Okay. Um. There's not a ton of firsthand reports of this. Oh, okay. Uh, when I went, I did not experience that. I had a different experience on Copacabana Road. Okay. Um, that I will tell you about later. Um, but, yeah, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> and there's like, just to give you a visual, you go to drive down this road and you come off a main road and it's a lot of farms in the area. So it's not like house after house after house it's a main road in farmland and you pull off this road and there's a single house off of it. Right. And it's a farm. Mm -hmm. And then as you keep going, it is just woods. Okay. It is dirt road and woods. And you eventually get to a point where there is literally a sign that says, if you go any further, you will not have cell phone service. And to proceed at your own caution, we hit that sign and promptly turn around. Yikes! This place is terrifying. Yeah, I know. Um, so, there's another legend that resides within the triangle, um, and I, I always, I, I. This episode feels weird because it's a lot of short stories, so I feel like I jump around a lot. Yeah. Sorry if it seems like that, but that's there's just like not a ton about a lot of this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's
0: something that there is a ton about, like it could be its own episode. So, <laughs> exactly. trying not to kill you. Um, so. Another legend within the triangle is on the town line of Rehoboth and Macy's favorite place in the world, Seekonk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And this is the uh, mysterious red-headed hitchhiker. (gasps) I used to be red-headed. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Um, So the Rehoboth-Seekonk town line runs along Route 44 in eastern Massachusetts. Okay. And... It is said that anyone who travels this area after dark could possibly encounter this man. Um, he's quite tall. He has curly red hair and a bushy beard. He's often described as wearing a flannel. Most often, it's they say it's red and dark blue jeans. Okay. Um, they say he will be walking this road with his thumb in the air looking for a ride. They say that when you see him, um, that he will either vanish by the time you stop or if you stop and he gets into your vehicle he will get into your car just long enough to close the door and then will disappear what? could you imagine like pulling over somebody gets in your back seat and you turn around and they're fucking gone That was well-timed singing downstairs by Tyler. I wish you guys could hear that. There was like this pause where Macy was like, holy shit. And then Tyler's just like saying, like, singing. Um, some say that often they actually don't even see his full apparition on the side of the road. They'll see him in like the reflection. So they'll see oh. him in the, the side mirror. He'll be like behind them in the side mirror. They'll see him in the reflection of their windshield. Um, oh, okay, okay. There's a lot of different reports of how he's spotted. Um, but most say that um, he doesn't really do much. The most that really happens is he can cause interference on your radio. Um, there have been a few reports of people saying that he, like, jumped out in front of their car while they kept driving. Um, but this was i only found this in like one or two sources and i read like 15 fucking sources yeah, for this Naomi, episode only two said it. so okay. and very very few actually said this so take it as you will um one report i did read though was that he actually got in someone's back seat and before vanishing let out like this horrifying cackle oh no and then just like faded away I'd be like, I'd be like what car? the fuck?
1: You can yeet right out of my car now, sir.
0: I would go home and burn my car. I'd be like, I'm John. <laughs> I'm going to get a new one. I don't need this one anymore. Um, so they say that you can actually conjure him if you desire Um, nope. by going to the Rehobo Seekonk town line. Um, And like always, things come in threes. So you have to honk your horn three times. Turn your, li- your headlights off and then back on. And when they come back on, you will find him standing there in front of your car, Ugh. which is fucking horrifying. Yeah, I don't want that. No it's thanks. like bloody Mary, but in bearded hitchhiker form. Um, no, nah. so no thanks. One thing that I did note was that there are no first-hand accounts of this. All of these are stories that somebody was like, "Oh yeah, my cousin's brother's aunt's teacher <laughs> like saw this man one night."
1: Like <laughs> my cousin's, uh, my brother's cousin's aunt's teacher. <laughs> like, uh, it's does some... your brother have a different cousin? Than
0: you? <laughs> I mean, I guess
1: if he's your stepbrother. <laughs> My stepbrother's cousin's aunt's teacher. <laughs>
0: uh, Listen, okay. <laughs> um, okay, but so a lot of it is like none of it's firsthand, okay. and so a lot of people are like, I don't know, it's it's a legend that is known, it's widely known, but the actual firsthand accounts of it are non-existent. Okay, um, so take it as you will. It, I just scrolled too fast. Ha, 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 ha. Um, so, one creepy place within the triangle is a one-room schoolhouse that still, ha- still stands in Rehoboth called the Horbine School. Okay. And it is said to be haunted by its former students. Um, it was built in the 1840s, and it was actually actively used up until 1937. Oh, okay. Um, in 1968, the school was renovated. Mm-hmm. And they believe that this is what set off the spirits. Ah, obviously. Probably. You pissed it off. Why you touch things? Stop touching the shit.
1: I love on um, TikTok when people are like, I'm renovating this cool new house. Look what I found in this side room that was hidden with a lock. I'm like, why are you poking around where you don't belong?
0: Um, That weird ass one where the people are like, found a hidden room underneath the staircase. And there was like a Bible wrapped in a trash bag hanging from a hook on the fucking ceiling. And they were like, cool, this is weird. And they're like. We're not gonna let it affect us, and they just like rip out the entire underneath of the stairwell, and everybody's like, "What have you done? <laughs> what have you? You done? released it! <laughs> you-
1: <laughs> oh
0: god, I'm sorry. She looks ex- fucking especially cute now. Taking more pictures of the cat. Okay, <laughs> so um, one woman who was actually visiting the schoolhouse because this does this does still stand you can go see it. Is it like a museum? Um you can go into it um but you can only visit in the summertime and it's very limited hours. Okay. Um but she was a school teacher herself and she was kind of walking around observing the building because again it's a one room schoolhouse so it's very small. Right. And when she peeked through one of the windows um, they are actually like shuttered windows Okay. and they were supposed to be closed, but one of them was kind of propped open. And when she peeked through, she actually saw a teacher in a full classroom of kids to the point where she believed that there was a reenactment happening. Oh, wow. She was fully convinced that there was a full set of people inside performing a reenactment of what it would have been like to go to school there. They had the clothes. The tools, the desks, everything. So she walked around to the front of the building and tried to go in through the front door. Okay. But she found it locked. So she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. When she walked back around to the window she could see through, she went to look inside and she noticed that the teacher that was standing at the front of the class was now staring at her. And that as she stared at her the teacher and the rest of the classroom slowly faded away mm. and just vanished what i would shit bricks think i'm fucking nuts and never tell anyone
1: i'd be like what is happening to
0: i'd me? be like no one's going to believe me oh. um so yeah that's just fucking nuts anyway so (laughs) (laughs) people say if you go here you can hear the voices of young children screaming laughing playing um and like i said you can still visit in the summertime as it still stands today gotcha um i'm not going to give you the address if you really want it that bad it's probably online somewhere (laughs) um but Rohoboth is actually a very popular spot for spirits um there is a graveyard within Rehoboth that is um is very very old there are many many stories that date very far back and it is because the town of Rehoboth actually had to um expand its graveyards their their population became so large that they kind of had like the central graveyard and it just became very large and very overrun oh okay um there is a uh, story of a young boy who was often spotted, like, playing and dancing among the gravestones. Uh-huh. Um, people would see him and try and talk to him. And the only thing he would really say is, like, please don't leave me. And he'll try and get you to stay and not leave. He, like, wants you to stay there with him and to play. Which is kind of sad, yet also kind of fucking terrifying. Um, yes. No, thank you. <laughs> um, I will
1: come back tomorrow during the daylight. Goodbye.
0: Obviously, there is a classic woman in white who can be seen gliding amongst the headstones.
1: Okay. Um, okay. They have okay.
0: seen soldiers pacing the rows. There are glowing orbs that are spotted, you know, d- just kind of darting amongst the gravestones. And there's actually some EVP sessions that you hear... In the documentary where you can hear a woman singing. No. Yeah. No. It's fucking creepy. Mm-mm, bye. Um, so just a few other tales that kind of didn't really have a place within all of my categories that I was going through. I literally have a section called other. <laughs> um, because I was like, I don't know where to put this. It like doesn't have a spot. So, um, in 2014, the bodies of two women were found within the woods of the Triangle. Most of their body parts were cut off and left, um, including their foot, a calf, and an arm. What? Um, The bodies were found stacked on top of each other. And the police believe that it was um, a ritual. There were, like, weird symbols and... They believe that it was some odd ritual. Um, Unfortunately, this case went cold and it was never solved. Um, I could not find too much about that, but it is something that if I could find more, I will be doing a mini about it in the future because that is fucked. I know it's unsolved, but I would like to know if they I couldn't find anything about like if they had identified these women or not. So I want to know if there's more to it. I couldn't. I didn't want to go too too deep into that one. Yeah, you were trying one. to get other things to
1: the triangle, yeah.
0: Um, it was, like, one of those things that kind of came up in a source that I found later on. I would, like, find a source that would give, like, a huge overview, and then I would, like, pick the topic and then search the topic itself. Right. And this came up in one of them, and I I kind of focused more on the bigger aspects of stuff. Yeah. Um, makes sense. <sighs> um, in the early 90s, there was a huge string of grave robberies throughout the Bridgewater Triangle – um one actually did lead to the arrest of several young kids they had broken into a mausoleum and stolen a skull from a body that was inside when asked why are you you doing that um well and i think the best part is they got caught because they took the skull got in their car tried to leave the skull smelled so badly because it was a fucking decomposing body that they threw it out the window fucking morons what the fuck so they were caught and arrested and they told police that they stole it as part of an entry requirement for a cult no they were meant to drink a special drink from said skull ew ew
1: no thanks
0: um okay okay um, so, one one thing that actually I could not believe this. At one point, there was a local detective who worked a case that happened within the woods. And um, he kind of worked within the triangle a lot. And eventually, it got to the point where he was tasked along with a search of cadaver dogs to basically comb the woods. They were going to go through and try and just find bodies and see if there was anything in there because it was this was as i mentioned part one especially the forest and the swamp this was like a known killing ground for gangs this was a dumping site for a lot of murders Right, right um and they wanted to just set up this task force that was basically tasked with just using cadaver dogs to search the woods okay um they just days before the operation got a call that the search was called off They were not given a reason. Oh. And it was never rescheduled. So this whole task force was put together. This whole plan was made to search the woods days before they canceled it. It was never rescheduled and it has never happened. That's sus. That's so fucking sus. Um, (laughs)
1: That's really sus.
0: And of course, I'm so mad at myself because I moved this and I know I had that detective's name and I apologize because I think I got rid of it when I was moving shit around to put it in the right places. Um, There's many, many odd vanishings that happen within the triangle. Um, One odd disappearance was that of young Aiden Johnson. Okay. Um, Aiden had been outside playing with his sister and... Um, witnesses claim they heard this god-awful screaming and when they all went running all they found was his sister and Aiden was gone oh. they searched the area like starting immediately like this they he went missing and they immediately called the police they immediately had volunteers in a search and they spent the next 24 hours canvassing all around the home the woods everything. They could not find a single trace of this boy. Weird. An entire day later, Aiden would walk out of the woods completely unscathed. He had absolutely no memory of his time within the woods. He could not tell anybody what had happened in that time. He was carrying twigs that were caked with mud, and he walked up to there was like a bunch of searchers around and he just like walked up to one of the people that was literally searching for him like held out the cake covered twigs and was like do you want to buy one of my flowers this little boy had been missing for 24 fucking hours in the woods and just had like muddy twigs and was like play with my flowers like nothing had fucking happened like he had not been gone for 24 hours like he had just gone in there picked some stuff up and walked back out oh my god okay he was completely healthy. Um, he had absolutely no issues uh, aside of the lost memories. Um, he said uh, when questioned, um, he had felt this urge to go pick flowers because he thought it would bring his family wealth. I could not find how old this boy was. Okay. Um. But supposedly that is what he told police when questioned. Okay. To this day, they do not know what happened in those 24 hours he was gone. That's he has so weird. No recollection. And for 24 hours, he was in those woods by himself. And he came out completely unscathed. That's so weird. It's fucking weird. <laughs> How? How? Um, And then... Just a little fun fact that I came across, which I thought was interesting. Um, The Bridgewater Triangle is actually home to two famous carnival performers. Oh! Um, One of those performers was nicknamed the Human Skeleton because he was so skinny and frail. His name was Isaac W. Sprague, and he performed in the mid-1800s. When he passed away, he only weighed 43 pounds. Oh, my God. Um, the other was someone that you actually might have heard of before, General Tom Thumb. And he was a man who stood only 25 inches tall. And he often traveled and performed the circuses. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Um. So, as many of you know, I used to live near the Bridgewater Triangle. And like my spooky bitchy self, I was like, I'm gonna go visit. And I have a many of experiences. Not a many, there's a couple. (laughs) But I have had my own experiences there. And um, I will be talking about them. If you are listening on Patreon, you get to hear them. If you are not on Patreon, you should join Because those are the only people that are going to get to hear my spooky personal stories. So www.patreon.com slash buzzkillerspodcast. It's only one or two dollars a month, guys. And you get access to what is going to be the rest of this episode. Because it's going to be all my personal tales. Okay, Macy. Well, after that long ass fucking episode. (laughs) um, Where can they find us? Um,
1: as Nicole already mentioned, you can find us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Buzzkillers podcast. We are Cheap Dates, like she said before. If you'd like to hear the full episode um, that includes her um, personal stories, go on Patreon. If you're on Patreon and you already heard her personal stories, good for you. <laughs> we appreciate you. I appreciate your face. Um, we are uh, Cheap Dates. There are two tiers, $2 and $1. Um, you will either way be a part of the Patron glass. So consider it if you feel so inclined. Um, you can also find us on social media at um, Buzzkillers Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pod. We are on YouTube, and if you go to that handy-dandy search bar and you type in buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast, you can find all of our lovely, lovely videos. Um, Please subscribe. If you feel so inclined again, um, the closer we get to 100 subscribers, um, we can have our own customized URL and it won't be so difficult to find us. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, um, but more specifically, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music slash Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and our host, Platypus Podbean. You can also find us at uh, buzzkillerspodcast.com. It is our own website that Nicole made and because she's amazing. Um on that website you can find out a little about uh find out a little about us, about the wines we drink. Um, you can listen there if you want, and you can also write us a message on our contact page. Send us love, send us case recommendations, send us topic recommendations, send us your own spooky stories, send us corrections if we forget things. We're only human and you know, things, you know. Sometimes just... Shit happens. Shit happens and we don't remember things sometimes. <laughs> um, or you can send us an email at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. Anyway, we will be back at you next month with a brand new topic, which will be announced on February 1st. Yeah, boy! But this is the end of Triangles, friends.
0: Next month, squares. <laughs> now we're just a shape podcast now we're just about shapes <laughs> it's shape time we're going back to kindergarten kids it's time.
1: <laughs> okay anyway we love you so much thank you so much for listening um we hope you've enjoyed this month as much as we did it was fun to get to do some spooky stuff um we just love doing this podcast and we love that you listen to us every week so we appreciate it so so much um
0: more than you know
1: yeah way more than you know this is like super fun for us and we have a great time every week um anyway make sure to check out our social media for that um new topic announcement um make sure to send us some love if you want or send us some topics or send us some lovely lovely um cases we want to cover all sorts of things so yeah whatever you'd like to send us we would love to see anyway we love you bye bye
0: This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.